0: From San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. Let's take a step back and just think about the idea of retirement. You know, retirement has changed over the years. In the olden days, after working at the same company for years, you would get a guaranteed paycheck for the rest of your life. It's called a pension. Eventually, the companies that managed these pensions realized that they were dealing with a crazy amount of money, and managing these pension funds was a huge feat. And so instead, they moved to defined contribution plans. See a pension is a defined benefit plan, meaning you get a defined amount of money. Or, in other words, you get a consistent check throughout your remaining life. A defined contribution plan means that you or you and the company contribute to a retirement account. And then, as far as the company is concerned, that's it. They contribute with you to the plan, but whatever happens with that money is on you. So now you are responsible for making sure you have enough money for your retirement. Whereas before, like I was saying... You put your dues in, you put your work in, right, and then the company will just take care of you. Now, when I say you get to manage and invest the money in your defined contribution plan, really, I mean that the money is going to be held by a third party. And in most people's cases, this is going to be a 401k manager. Now, I say 401k because this is the most common type of deferred contribution plan. But if you work for a nonprofit, there's a 403B, that's the same thing. I think if you're in the military, there may be another type of plan, etc. But the, the gist is generally the same. You'll have a planned sponsorslash manager. For instance, when I was with EY, that was Fidelity. Fidelity held all the assets in my 401k. So my employer didn't have custody of the assets, right? Fidelity had custody of the assets in my 401k. And from there, I had a selection of different investments I could make within my 401k plan with EY. And I was somewhat limited in what I could invest in. For example, I could not pick individual stocks, just a selection of funds. And now my situation at EY was a little bit different. Uh, For those of you who aren't super familiar with the accounting and audit profession, there are four large accounting firms called the Big Four that do the audits of a large percentage of publicly traded companies. And if you work at like EY, for instance, you cannot own stock in any company that they audit. And you can't own stock in any company they do business with. Oftentimes, it's that strict. And so for that reason, the options they provide in their 401k plan are kind of limited because they need to make sure they work within these confines and that you don't have direct ownership in anything that is inappropriate for you to have. But even at my new job, I still can't invest in individual stocks. I have a selection of funds. Now, what all this means, though, is that you need to take responsibility for your money. You need to invest it and you need to contribute to this retirement plan. Otherwise, you won't have one. It just doesn't happen automatically for you. Unless there is automatic 401k contribution, in which case, at least the very first part is done for you. But maybe you want to contribute more, I don't know. Now, some people might say that they're just going to depend on Social Security. And honestly, unless you are right at retirement age, right at this minute, I would not plan on any or much Social Security in your retirement calculations. I don't want to get into the the details of Social Security, but let's just say it's very underfunded and that the workforce is fundamentally different from when it was created. I don't know the exact numbers, but let's say there was 10 or 20 workers for every retiree when Social Security was invented, and now there's just three workers for every retiree. And the numbers just don't work in that way. So the short answer is that I wouldn't factor in Social Security into your retirement unless you are retiring very soon. Otherwise, who knows what the future will be for Social Security, and I wouldn't count on it. The point of all this talk of retirement, though, is that you want to have money so you can stop working. And in my opinion, you want to amount that amount of money as quickly as possible. It doesn't matter if you want to continue to work. I think it's a good idea to have enough money That you could retire if you so choose for me i'm putting a bare bones retirement in at about one million dollars or in other words i think i could do a bare bones retirement if i had one million dollars and so for some people this number might seem a little high getting a million dollars seems uh well hard right but amassing that type of wealth is not just an exercise in saving right if you contribute regularly Over a large period of time, you will see something magic happen. Compound interest. You don't get the effect really until a few years down the road, or at least you don't really get to see it until that point. But your investments will continue to grow and grow and grow on the growth, and the growth feeds itself, basically. So you don't need to skimp and save pennies to come up with this $1 million. You just need to consistently contribute and invest, and the power of the time value of money and compounding will help you tremendously. Now on the other side of the spectrum, other people might think that my million dollars number is a little high. They might say that with X rate of return, one million dollars is YY in annual money, which is more than you need. So for example, at 7% annual, that a million dollars is 70,000 a year, which is certainly an acceptable amount of money to live on at least presently. But you know, I would always rather be safe than sorry. And the basic principle that we're talking about here is the idea that with $1 million in assets, you can live off the interest being produced without dipping into the principal. But there's always unexpected costs in the budget. If you cut things too tight, you might draw down on your principal to pay for these expenses. And once you've done that, you may have created a vicious cycle. As you have less assets, you'll get less interest. As you get less interest, you'll have to draw down on your assets more. And eventually, you're going to run out of money. In many ways, that's the worst possible outcome, to run out of money in retirement. Because at that point, you may not be able to earn more money very easily. But that's just me. I'm ultra conservative and don't want to have to work in retirement. And I want to be able to choose when I retire. So jumping back to a high level, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect, right? That this responsibility is now on us, whereas it wasn't previously. And a lot of people haven't gotten used to that idea. The idea that you need to save and invest for your retirement seems daunting and overwhelming. And really, it's not. It's just a matter of getting started. You can do it today. You just got to make those numbers work. And of course, listening to my other content about how to save money on various things can help you too. As you create that opening, that lowering of your expenses, that money you now have available can be used to invest and fund your retirement. So why don't you get started on the journey today? If you're not presently enrolled in a retirement plan, get enrolled. If your work doesn't offer a retirement plan, look into a Roth IRA. Listen to my episode on Roth IRA that could help you out. And as always, stay frugal.